This is the Daily Wrestling News for December 8th, 2020. I am coming to you live from Minutes to Bell Time Studios on the beautiful treasure coast of the Sunshine State. My name is Ryan Joy, and I am joined today again by the owner and operator of Pro Wrestling Pick'em, where you can play against your friends or play against the universe. Al Carl, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Fun night at Wall last night. Fun night on, uh, on your Facebook page, a discussion thread. Uh, it was good to talk to everybody, get your thoughts and feelings on Raw. So that was a lot of fun. I had a good time last night. Yeah, we started last night on the Municipal Time Facebook group, um, a live discussion thread. Hopefully that becomes a tradition. I think we had some good participation. Um, people chimed in throughout the night to, you know, say boo and and wish this happened, wish that didn't happen. And it was, yeah. it was fun. Sarcastic comment here, sarcastic comment there. A lot of fun. Yeah, John DeConte constantly ribbing me on uh, my fandom of The Miz. I said he was going to get the win last night, and he did. So he, he just he never carried out The Miz. Yeah, he certainly did. Well, uh, let me go through the uh, the agenda for today because we have a we have a jam packed show. Um, we're going to go through Raw in detail, and then we're going to pivot from there and do the week's lineup of matches. Tell you everything that's advertised for the rest of the week, and there is a lot, and there's still stuff that's not advertised. So. Stay tuned for that. We do have a couple of news items. But intermixed with all that, we have a special interview with Tony Capone of the North American Wrestling Alliance. If all goes as planned, he should be on around 10.30. We'll just find a logical break in the conversation and bring him in. Once that interview's up, that'll be the end of the show, and, and we'll move on from there. But uh, until then, we'll work through the agenda that, as mentioned. But um, Al? Yeah. Are you ready? You got I'm ready your... to roll. I got my uh... <laughs> caffeine. He is. He's got his caffeine. We're ready to roll. I'm going to ring the bell, and we're going to get into raw. Okay. So our rapid raw review. Orton's promo got cut short by Bray Wyatt, who can't decide how to punish Randy at TLC. They agree to have a match later in the night. Nia Jax pumped up Shayna Baszler for her match against Asuka, which Baszler lost in 8 minutes and 28 seconds when Asuka rolled up Baszler following several distractions. Lana did not go through a table. Next week, we have Lana versus Nia Jax. Al, the only thing we know about next week, and the storyline's been building for three weeks, or three months, Mm -hmm. is going to be the main event segment of the show next week. I, I guess it would have to be, right? I mean, I mean, who were Blair Wyatt and Randy Orton, or who's Drew McIntyre? That's, yeah, throw Lana and I in the main event. That's it. Well, you know, it's uh, when I when I when I think about it, it's um, you know we've had at least nine table spots, and yeah. we haven't had that in the last two weeks. So no. my easy math says that's just about three months of build for this match. It's the hottest thing on the card, I think. So it. it's got to be the main event. Yeah, 100%. Like I said, Lana was, was this close to going to it again last night. She actually uh, hurricane lana uh, out <laughs> of that powerbomb predicament. I mean, she was, she was, she was almost went through it again. Lana, Lana's good for a move here and a move there. I think the yeah, and her hurricane Lana. That's a hard thing to say, but that's, yeah, that's, pretty, <laughs> that's pretty creative. <laughs> Ricochet and Dana Brooke defeated Reckoning and Slapjack in 142. Ali read them the riot act afterward. I'm wondering if this point, if retribution is 
short-lived are we i mean are we seeing them fall apart now it it seems like that it's almost like we don't know what to do with them so let's just you know i gotta break them i don't it, it, it's it, it's a really weird situation a lot of rumors going around a lot of spongebob worthy rumors getting started um a while ago about retribution and uh they're not doing anything with them they're not using them correctly again no one's i mean you just i kind of just chalked that up to just wrestling fans you know thinking they know you know more than the the people that are writing it but yeah, but he's that's twice now that uh, Mia Yim uh, reckoning. I think I got it right this time. Uh, she got red. Yeah, she just got reamed out for the loss. Second week in a row. So I don't know if that's leading to them breaking up or them like solidifying and then going on a run. It, it's kind of hard to say, but it certainly seems like they're teasing a breakup. Um, or at yeah, least that, kicking, or at least kicking Mia Yim out. It seems like I don't know, like you know, that's that's two pinfalls in a row now uh, that she lost to Dana Brooke. Now it's you know, Slapshot. You know, he got some of it too, but he wasn't involved in the decision. Right so, away, the match, the bell rings. First thing Dana Brooke does is slap her right in the face, yeah. and I thought for sure she was going to pull the mask off. I thought that was going to be like the new. The new reckoning slash Mia Yim gimmick was pulling <laughs> that mask off, and then a few minutes later, an instant Guri. I, I, I thought that was going to take it off too. But, yeah, but uh, she did keep the mask on the whole time, which uh, sad considering last week. I thought it was the end, but yeah, you know, maybe she uses some double double sided tape or something to keep it on her face. I know the the women use it for other parts that so they don't you know fall out. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that. AJ Styles was the guest on Miz TV, which led to Sheamus and Drew coming down to clear the ring. AJ bailed. He didn't get involved in the conflict. Kofi Kingston defeated Shelton Benjamin in 3 minutes and 20 seconds, just to lose to Cedric in 4 minutes and 21 seconds. So Cedric and uh, Shelton look like they're they're going after the New Day's tag titles, but nothing's been announced at this point. Maybe a TLC. We'll see. Yeah, and, and Cedric's been feeling himself. That's two ones in a row over each member of the New Day. Not to mention, when you you know, you know beat a former WWE champion, that says something to me. Cedric's been, uh, I think MVP said it backstage when they were walking. Uh, you're feeling yourself lately, and he has been. So good. Yeah, yeah. Certainly, it, it certainly is something when you pin a former champion. They don't necessarily make that up to be a big deal all the time, but man. Yeah. Not everybody pins. Not everybody gets to pin Kofi Kingston. Yeah. Uh, the Miz, Morrison, and AJ Styles defeated Drew McIntyre and Sheamus in 15:44, when Sheamus accidentally bro-kicked McIntyre. Styles used the phenomenal forearm to get the pin on Sheamus. Yeah. Uh, one up the Miz. There you go. Yeah, yeah. The Miz. Our conflict doesn't end there. Sheamus and Drew got in a big fight backstage, yeah. and when Pat Buck tried to break things up, he got his clothes ripped off and then powerbombed through a table. And here's my question. Yeah. Vince McMahon is known for reading, rewriting Raw up to and during the show. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if Pat Buck arrived at the building, Vince saw the suit he was wearing and said, you know what would be great television? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was kind of fun, though. I, I really, you know, they, they were on Raw Talk afterwards, joking around. You know, they're, you know, I, they're they're all buddy buddy. Maybe they split. Maybe we get this for the next three months before they do, though. That'd be great. 
Yeah, it is because they, they hash it out. You know, that, I guess that's the Irish slash Scottish way. I've never been over there. Maybe we can talk to Gary. Um, you know, even if he hit somebody by accident, and that, that's that's ground to throw down in, in a pub over there. So, uh, yeah, they went out, they hashed it out, and they were laughing about it afterwards. After uh, I guess the, the old buck, right? I guess old bucks. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. They were they were trying hard to get that shirt and jacket off. That was that looked like it was hurting him. <laughs> ever since they started talking backstage, it was ever everybody's been like, okay, they're obviously going to break up, and at some point, they obviously will. But it, it occurs to me that perhaps they do an extended run, and maybe they go, you know, to not have Drew defend that WWE Championship week in week out. Maybe they do a series of tag champ tag. Uh, matches and maybe they get the tag angle with the hurt business or something yeah. if they, those tag titles change hands so a lot they can do with this um before they do the big split but obviously now they're referring to drew mcintyre as the scottish warrior contrasted mm -hmm. with the celtic warrior yep. so uh, so some, something is afoot here yeah and it, it, it seems like it's yeah i think they're gonna extend it only because they keep on keep bringing in keith lee yeah, telling us, yeah. oh, you're gonna break, you know, you're gonna, you know, you're you're gonna turn on, you know. So it's like it's there, you know. Everyone's thinking it, but then you know, if if they weren't saying it or if they weren't having Keith Lee say it, then I'd say like, okay, like they're, they're they're thinking we're stupid because we know you know Sheamus is a d hole. Mm -hmm. But now, if, if they're gonna bring it to our attention, they're gonna go the other way with it. I think for a while. I mean, maybe Sheamus wins the Royal Rumble. I wouldn't think he'd be a dark horse for that, but that'd be a huge yeah. He'd have that's an illustrious list, two-time winners. Yeah, of a yeah. very uh, elite club. And most of the two-time winners did it two years in a row. So, yeah, two of them. Two out of this, I, I think there's probably like six or seven. Let's say. Three. I'll, go back, I'll go back and do the research. Michaels. <laughs> Who'd you say, Hogan Michaels? Didn't you know, Hogan uh, Michaels and then Austin. Austin yeah. did it. He won uh, 97, 98. Okay. Where you want to so, get another one. Yeah, so the three out of, I, I think there's only like seven, seven of them. Okay. We'll have those updated statistics for you tomorrow. Yeah, no, no I know it's three. That's, yeah, I, I know that. I just think, you know, seven or eight. So Lashley defeated Jeff Hardy in 13 11 with the Hurt Lock. Uh, Matt Riddle all night trying to give out some bro nuts. And uh, he was he was at ringside during the match. Um, it looks like we may have Hardy and uh, Hardy and Matt Riddle teaming up to go against the Hurt Business as well. Um, and Riddle has suggested the name Hardy Bros. <laughs> he acknowledges that the Hardy Boys existed, but they could be bros. They could be bros. Yeah, that, that makes one hundred percent. Yeah, makes a ton of sense. Go to Bronuts, why not? That works with two T's. Right. And then in the final segment or final match, Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt, that ended 13 minutes, uh, pretty much no contest. Uh, Randy Orton hit the RKO, rolled over, lights went out. Bray magically turned into the Fiend yep. and held Randy in the mandible claw until the show went off the air. And that was Monday Night Raw. Yeah, that was. Pretty crazy because we saw Impact do the similar thing with Sue Young having the two of those. Raw was live, you know, at least it said live in the corner of the screen. So that was a very quick change. The lights weren't out for all that long. 
Uh, yeah. Way to get that match. That was anything, you know, anything Impact can do, we can do better, I guess, right? No, that's what you get for. Yeah, I yeah, I can't really explain that one unless it was taped, or at least that little bit of it was. Maybe I don't know, but yeah, it was. It made for it made for a cool moment. Oh, one hundred percent, yeah. The Sue Young moment was cool too. I just I feel like you know now, oh WWE's just ripping off Impact, you know. It's, 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 <laughs> uh, good stuff. So that's your that's your raw for last night. Um, let's move into what we have coming up for the week. So we, we've been talking about Impact. Impact has been in the news ever since last Wednesday. AEW World Champion Kenny Omega is going to appear. Al, spitballing here. Any, anything? What do, you, what do you think he's got to say? Yeah, today's Kenny Omega Day, right? Yeah. He's, uh, he owns the night tonight. No, I just, I don't know. He's going to say something. I don't think anybody's going to come out. I can't imagine. I mean, it seems like it would be up Eric Young's alley. Him and uh, Joe Doring would come out because you know this is their world or whatever. I and mean, you know mm-hmm. he doesn't belong there. Kenny doesn't go there. So, but I I, I think it's just going to be an interview with Cal. I don't think I mean a promo uh, with Cal's involved. Obviously, um, it'd be interesting. Maybe maybe there is a war. There's rumors going around. It's just going to be a one off, and then there's going to be a match on Impact between the Good Brothers. I mean on, on Dynamite between the Good Brothers and the, the Bucks because you know okay. AEW missed the boat on that, and it's. I, I hope it's more than just you know a one-off on each show here. I would love for Kenny Omega to, to get a team of Impact guys and and go to war here. That'd be fun. Yeah, I think so too. When I when I look at the situation logically, um, Don Callis and Kenny Omega they were at Dynamite last week. They could have just taped a. They don't necessarily need to go to the Impact Zone, right? Like yeah. They could have they could have just taped an interview or something there. Now that doesn't mean it's not doesn't lead to things, but. That could be that could be all this is this week, and we yeah, have to, we have to stay vested. So last week, um, Impact's ratings were one hundred and sixty-six thousand. Yep, Dynamite's was over nine hundred thousand. Yep. Um, it was one. Of, it was their biggest, pretty much their almost their biggest of the year. I think they had one early in the year that was maybe bigger, but well, yeah. Um, well, Jericho was calling himself the million viewer man, so that was. I think they they did hit a million at one point. You know, yeah. So, the uh, that came from, right? That's. I mean, the question is how how many of those AEW fans bleed over? Do we see Impact go double tonight, or is it? I, I it's 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 gonna be. It, it all depends on if everybody can find access TV. You know, not everybody has access as a, in their cable provider. A lot of people haven't even heard like, what the hell is access TV. Yeah, I mean, I said that when I started watching uh, over the summer when I started sure. covering the Essential Wrestling Podcast. What the hell is access TV? Well, yeah, uh, I mean, first and foremost, the 166,000, some of them probably already are AEW fans. Yeah. And then, but then you're going to have, it still nets you 600,000 fans at least. So are they going to break Twitch or are they going to yeah. <laughs> watch? Yeah, Twitch is going to be on an overload tonight, I think. That's, yeah. Yeah. So um, that'll be, I think that ratings for Impact tonight will be interesting. It'll tell us. What Kenny Omega means? I mean, really? Yeah, it's a, I mean, nice little promo, but let's, let's call a spade a spade here. You know, those viewers are nice, but you know, SmackDown's pulling in over two million here. So, let's oh, of course, of course, the fact that Jey Uso is running that show for six straight weeks and the ratings have never been better. <laughs> yeah, Ron, Ron, SmackDown still uh, own the week. They, they have, they have the largest rating poll for sure. 
Uh, also on Impact tonight, we have Eric Young versus Cody Diener, Brian Myers versus TJP, Josh Alexander versus Chris Saban, which that could be a dark horse for uh, match the week, really. That's a good match. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a great match. Anytime the North and the Machine's Gun, it could be the other way. Too. It could have been Paige and Shelly. You'd be, you'd be saying the same thing. Those are four guys that are just yep. absolutely incredible. Like Impact, again, it, it's put the silliness aside. And I love the silliness. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that in anything, but they, these guys can go. Like they, and that's sure. the final resolution on Saturday night is going to be a really, really good show, good wrestling show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, De, uh, Deanna Perazzo and Kimberly versus Rosemary and uh, Ty Valkyrie. Yeah, that's that's a tough call. Uh, it, John Lacan is going insane triple. Yeah, I uh, I'll, I'll agree with that too. It, it's going to be uh, somewhere maybe five hundred thousand. Plus Twitch, so yeah. yeah, that tag that's for the that's in the tag team championship tournament. That's going to be uh, that's a toss up um, in my view. I mean, I'm I'm going to go Diana. I'm not going to ever go against Diana Perazzo. Oh, uh, is that so because, but, that. That's because she's from where? Oh, uh, she's from Jersey. She's actually from my neck of the woods. She went to high school about twenty minutes from me. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, you got you got to support your hometown crowd. That's but, it. Uh, the, I don't know the 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 demon there, Rosemary. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on in this match without even the match even happening because Deanna's got the whole thing. Now, you know, Sue Young, I would say, is just out of the picture for this week coming up because she got taken away by Father James Mitchell and the bridesmaids last week. So I, I think you hold off on Sue Young escaping right away. So I think she's. I think Deanna and Kimber are in the clear. Larry D said something really interesting last week when he was being, um, I guess, questioned by Tommy Dreamer. Uh, he was put up to it. So I don't think Rose, you know, Larry D, Lawrence D, uh, he pulled the trigger here. I don't think Rosemary's out of the woods yet, though. Yeah, yeah. I almost forgot in all the, all the, amongst all the seriousness of the situation that, uh, <laughs> Uh, that Sue Young was abducted by zombie bridesmaids last week. So, yeah, ladies I, and gentlemen, I, I, if you're tuning into Impact tonight for the first time ever, buckle up. Now, interestingly, among this partnership, AEW is running dark again tonight, of course, and they have 16 matches, which <laughs> means to me that they start at seven. And Impact starts at eight. It sounds to me like AEW might be competing against their new partner tonight. For yeah, it's, it's, it's. My so. God, I said Impact owns the night. They said you could click over to YouTube. They just said it's you, you can run a sixteen match parlay uh, if you're a gambler on dark and be correct. So I uh, let's just you, know, <laughs> you, you can hold off on dark for one night and watch the uh, watch just for kicks. At some point in the future, we should add an AEW dark card to the EWP. Or the the PWP website, oh, and, and just see see how many people go perfect, and see you know. Moving yeah, that'd, that'd be that's that'd be that, the win percentage on that would be pretty pretty crazy. That'd be pretty high. Yeah. Um, Wednesday, Major League Wrestling uh, has a four match card. Simon Gotch and Jacob Fatu are challenging the Von Ericks for the Major League Wrestling Tag Team Titles. If Fatu wins, he's a double champion, and might be threatening for that head of the table's position in the uh, in the bloodline. Yeah, and that and the annoy household, right? Is that the annoy the annoy? 
annoy yeah, yeah. I won't I won't try. Yeah. Uh low key versus Richard Holiday in the Opera Cup. Uh, it's a semifinal match. Calvin Tankman versus Zenshi. And then Dominic Garini and Kevin Koo are debuting as a tag team. And Kevin Koo is debuting for the first time. So that's yeah. your MLW lineup. Starts at seven. It's your NXT Dynamite pre-show. Triple X, baby. Go low key. Win that thing. <laughs> On NXT. Finn Balor returns. That's what we know right now. And then, of That's course, it. they all fall out for more, for more games. So, yep. um, on Dynamite, we have Tony Schiavone doing a lot of work this week. He is interviewing Shaquille O'Neal. He is interviewing Sting. The Young Bucks have TH2. Dustin Rhodes is facing Preston Vance. We have the Inner Circle's Ultimatum, which is fun to yeah. talk about. Are they going to break up or are they going to get on the same page? Uh, FTR versus the Varsity Blondes, and speaking of zombies or whatever, Abaddon will be in action on Wednesday. Yeah, that's a lot of people circle that. With if you're if you're booking an AEW versus Impact show here, that's uh, everyone will sue Young versus Abaddon. You know, that's that's kind of the you know you, you mark that one down and circle it. I don't need the match, but I do need the segment, right? I need yeah. something. I need those worlds to collide in some way, them to stare at each other weirdly and look, and then look at somebody else and attack them. I need some something. <laughs> yeah, that's what everyone's. Yep. Yep. On Thursday, a segment uh, of an NXT UK that you'll be very happy to to experience is the Supernova Eleven sessions. <laughs> and uh, we don't know who his guest is, but we've already speculated that it's himself. Jordan Devlin is doing an open challenge for the real cruiserweight championship. Yeah. And uh, any thoughts on who's going to answer that challenge? Uh, who did it? was Amir Jordan. So I would say Kenny Williams, if he's cleared, uh, like I said, they already had altercations in the back. Uh, and the only reason why he didn't get the, the, the shot over Amir Jordan, because he wasn't cleared at that point. Sure. Uh, I, I believe it was a tag. I don't know if it was against the Hunt. I can't remember who they had, they had a tag team match against uh, where he got, you know, where he was injured. But yeah, I like, yeah, look for Kenny Williams in this one. There's not a lot of cruiserweights um, in the UK. Well, I mean, there's some smaller guys. You know, let's you know, you throw Jack Stars in there. I mean, they lost Travis Banks. That was that was a, that was a shot. Travis Banks was actually in that Worlds Collide match where Jordan Devlin won the cruiserweight championship. Well, but, you uh, had a 205, 205 original and Noam Dar. Yeah, he's world title now, though. I don't know if you get him to. <laughs> and then you also have uh, Flash Morgan Webster, and you have Mark Andrews. Yeah, like Mark Andrews. That would be a great match, Mark Andrews. But yeah, they uh, they're a little preoccupied themselves right now. You got to look at the story. I think eventually down the line, that's yeah. a takeover quality match of uh, Mark Andrews and and Jordan Devlin. Yeah, maybe Kaylee Ray will just come out. You know, I, I mean that's that's probably the scariest thing that could happen to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's go to Friday. So Friday we have New Japan Pro Wrestling, the climax of their Best of the Super Junior and their World Tag League tournaments. Uh, David Finley and Juice Robinson, last year's World Tag League winners, mm -hmm. will be wrestling the Gorillas of Destiny in the World Tag League final. Um, if if people recall last year. Those two teams were all over each other for the first two months of the year, and then the pandemic happened. Mm -hmm. So it was it was actually a 
luckily lucky for Japan that they got those belts off of those two teams and onto Tanahashi and Ibushi so that they actually had them going in, going into the pandemic uh, era in Japan. But mm-hmm. those teams were battling for the belts, and this, it seems like they're going to be doing the same. Um, yeah, that, that's the two great teams. Like I said, everyone loves Girls of Destiny. And there's another. It's it's Haku's boys. I mean, that's right. Tough right. guys, man. That's um, and, and no joke. Tamatanga, the final match uh, of the, the the nine, the Rob 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 Robin tournament. They came out. They attacked Toa Hanare and Hiroshi Tanahashi on the way to the ring, and then Tamatanga got a submission victory out of Tanahashi with a sharpshooter in less than four minutes. So, wow. Um, it was a statement-making performance. Mm-hmm. I, I should mention also uh, the tag champions, Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi, they also had the equivalent number of points, but their two losses in the tournament came to those two teams, so they All did right. not make the finals. Um, in the finals of the Best of the Super Junior Tournament, we have Hiromu Takahashi and El Desperado. Um same situation, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion Taiji Ishimori had the same number of points but lost to both men. Mm-hmm. So um, that is the main event of the night, and those two are really excellent workers. Yep. Um, so it should, be a, it should be a really good match. Now, when I say main event of the night, the show starts at 4 a.m., so... <laughs> So uh, you can main event your breakfast with Hiromu Takahashi and El Desperado if you are on the East Coast. If you're on the West Coast, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, and then we can move into Saturday. We have Impact's final resolution, Chris Bay versus Rich Swan for the Impact World Championship. Money. That should be a fun match. I, I don't yeah, that, that's money. That's what Chris Bay won. He feels his pockets getting heavier as we speak about it. Uh, I don't see Saturday. Got it. I don't see Saturday being Saturday, um, but I think it's going to be a good match. Oh yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't think. Yeah, you're like, I'm not going to give uh, Chris Bay a shot here, uh, unfortunately. But yeah, this is going to be this is going to be crazy. And I do believe. I, I don't know if I'm, if I'm going to jump the gun on this one. He's uh, he's got to fight twice in one day, huh? Yes. Yes. In fact, <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. Um, Ethan Page, I should have I should have adjusted my order in here, but yeah, Ethan Page versus Carl Anderson, uh, also on that final resolution show, and then Havoc and Nevaeh versus the Sea Stars on that show. Mm-hmm. And I did just notice that our our guest appeared backstage. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to finish up. We only have a couple more things to talk about here, and then we will pull uh, Tony Capone into. The conversation, and we'll and we'll do our interview right on time, starting at ten thirty. Um, Sounds good. So the also on Saturday we have New Japan Pro Wrestling has their Super J Cup, and as Al alluded to, Chris Bay is in that tournament. So if Chris Bay main events final resolution, and he is in the opening round of the Super J Cup, there's a possibility that if he could be wrestling the Super J Cup. And final resolution at the exact same time. <laughs> so it will be Saturday in some way. Shape, it's, it's, it's all Chris Bay all day, right? Jesus. Yes, it's definitely. I guess it is no matter what Saturday. Yeah, it right? is. It is. 
Um, so I guess, yeah, I, I believe both of those shows are actually pre-taped. So they'll, they'll, they're taped and then, you know, they'll air them on their, their mm -hmm. streaming services. Um, so the, the people in the Super J Cup, Clark Connors and Chris Bay in the opening round, ACH versus TJP in the opening round, Ray Horace and Blake Christian in the opening round, and El Fantasmo versus Leo Rush. It's a one-night tournament, so those eight will will have their four matches, and then they'll have the semifinal matches and the finals. We'll see it all on New Japan World on Saturday, starting at 10. Yeah, that's, those are some great matchups right there, too. I don't, you know, TJP and ACH... Uh, the battle of initials. That should be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so Al, I'm going to kick you backstage in a second, and I will bring on uh, Tony Capone, and we'll get that uh, get our special interview underway with him. Uh, let me first update our backgrounds. Let's see, oh, I don't have one, so I'll do that. And then, uh, all right, I will. Uh, I'll talk to you in a few, Al. All right, sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. Right, tell Tony I said hi. Will do. Good, good morning, morning. How are Tony. You? How are you? I'm doing great. Hopefully, it's a lot better than uh, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We tried this. We tried this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, people may people may remember we had Tony T on. Had a great interview with him though, um, talking about his broadcasting debut at Jingle Brawl. So. Um, excited to have you on. Excited to hear uh, what you have to say and um, to talk about the the Jingle Brawl and the North American Wrestling Alliance. So, um, thank you for being with us. Pleasure. Thank you for having us on board. I mean, uh, you know, first of all, a lot of thanks to Anthony. Tony's great, and uh, can't wait to see him down at Daytona Beach. Uh, our play-by-play -play guy from you know Westchester County, Yonkers, New York. I'm from Mount Vernon, New York, so it's a family thing. And uh, great guy. I love Tony. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we actually are going to have him back on this show following the event. So I'll be I'll be excited to hear. Okay, we had the we had the pre the pre broadcasting debut. We'll have the post broadcasting conversation. So it should be a should be a great interview with him on the 22nd. So um, so we were talking we were talking about Jingle Brawl. It's a December 19th at the Daytona Beach Ocean Center. And it's also available on Fight TV for $9.99. Um, there's plenty of well-known names already being advertised, plus a lot of other other talent. Um, do you want to you want to tell the the folks watching and listening some of the people that are that are on on the card? Actually, I mean it, it's a full pack card. I mean we have second generation Harry Smith, Dave Boyce, uh, David Boy Smith's son uh, mm -hmm. on the card. He's probably one of our bigger highlighters on the card for the most part. Uh, Great guy, great family. I uh, was back in WWF with his uh, dad back in the days in the '90s, and uh, can't wait to see him. You know, really excited about that. And uh, Gangrel, another WWF legend. Uh, can't wait to see him. And uh, we just announced that Gangrel is going to be going up uh, against Cahagas, you know, the Tokyo Monster. And that's going to be, if you know these guys' history and their background, this is going to be a match to to be reckoned with. I mean. Uh, it's been told to me uh, in the last couple of days that they're actually going to open up the show. So that's like a powerful start to Jingle Brawl, you know, to have them on board and to have them uh, actually open up the pay-per-view event in general. You know, uh, there's a lot of things we're preparing behind the scenes. Uh, I'll just bounce all over the place in the women's division. Uh, we just hired uh, Marina Tucker, who's going to be one of our spokespersons for the company. And uh, 
uh, sweetheart girl. Uh, she works with CCW in uh, Florida. She works with WXW, which is owned by AFA, you know, the Wild mm -hmm. Samoan. And uh, she does a lot of stuff with WWE, you know, so she's a very, very talented girl in the business. And signed a deal yesterday with her. So she's on board full time with us. And in the women's division, we have Lindsay Snow, who, you know, Many people have seen her in AEW recently, and looks like she's probably going to go there long term. I don't see her working with our company long term. Uh, proud to have her here with us now at this point and uh, work it out. And uh, we just brought in uh, the number one Chilean women's champion, you know, Roma Luchadora, right from Chile. And uh, she's on the contract now for the next seven months with our company. And uh, she is in the U.S. right now, and she's going to be debuting for us at Jingle World also in regards to the women's part of the uh, the show, if you want to say. Uh, there's so much going on. Uh, you know, tag team. We have uh, the Slam Beanos against a uh, New York East Coast uh, group called the uh, House of Pain. That's going to be doing nationwide. And we have from the Midwest, uh, the Chicago area. We got uh, the Modern Day Sharpshooters. You know, so it's going to be a six-way match. And you know, it's just it, the show's been growing day by day. It's just like one thing comes back, one thing goes on, and it's just. Uh, Every day, it's a creative challenge to get to where we're at. But we got great people behind the scenes with us. That's really what makes it unique. Uh, you know, we're not a big company. We, you know, we're starting out small. Uh, been around the business over thirty years plus. Uh, been blessed in the business, and uh, always it was always about the fans. I mean, if I made money or not, it was always about the fans. And uh, you know, that's that's me being sincere about it. And uh, we're going to try to do that same enthusiasm if you want to say down in daytona beach you know with our uh, relaunch of the company and uh part of our not part you know the main event is uh, all dedicated to ray hercules hernandez one of my best friends that took me under his wing back in the days god rest his soul uh two-time NAWA champion and i'm proud to say that we're gonna have a special presentation to him for his family right before the uh heavyweight title match uh, which is right now, it was supposed to be 15. It's up to 20. It could even go higher than that uh, battle royal. We don't know at this point because there's so many guys from all over the U.S. coming in on their own just to be part of this iconic event. You know, But I'm proud to say that uh, Ray's wife, Debbie, and her kids are going to be there, uh, his grandkids, and they're all going to be in attendance. And uh, I'm also proud to say one of my idols growing up that I tried to – I can never imitate him, but his style of wrestling – is uh, you know legendary you know Bruiser Brody you know and uh, that goes back early days you know and uh, we're doing a special tribute to Bruiser Brody's family and Barbara Goodish his wife is going to be there and uh, you know there's a couple of former WWF uh, current Hall of Famers that are going to be the little surprise guests so you know it, it's growing day by day without giving out the whole story of what's happening in general. Yeah, it's a it's a super card really. I mean, it, it's really. I mean, listening to the way, listening to you describe it, bringing on all these, all these talents, um, it does. It feels like a, like a great big, huge super card. We're working with other companies also. I mean, uh, we're working with Impact. We're bringing in Johnny Swinger for Impact. You know, so yeah, yeah there's something right now. You know, with Lindsay on the old school tradition. I said that from day one. We got to bring back the old school wrestling where, you know, there was different territories back then, but everybody worked together. You know, talent went from place to place, uh, not where someone just came in and controlled everything, you know, and right. uh, it's just the whole look of it. I mean, I'm really trying to come back with my creative team, the whole organization to give that 80s, 90s vibe where wrestling was like so hot, where there was storylines, there was like 50 minutes of wrestling and 
you know, maybe five minutes of promotion, you know, where now it's like, you know, 95% of promotion and five minutes of wrestling, you know, the fans don't want that. That's why you've seen the, the numbers are going down. They're going down. They've gone down and they, you know, say, okay, TV has changed. The internet's here. Well, the numbers are still not there because they're not interested in the product. So if this is a gain, it is our company gain. It's just for a failure. It's my failure. But I truly believe in my heart that older crowd, that, you know, 35, 40 to that 60 crowd is going to sit back and say to their kids, this is what wrestling was about. You know, this is what it was about. And, uh, and still incorporated 2021 with what's out here, the new style in general. And uh, it's been a challenge, but uh, we're going to pull it off. We're definitely going to pull it off. And right after this event, I'll come back on the show and, you know, you guys will tell me, you know, yeah, you did a great job or where I failed. And uh, I take criticism very easily and uh, I accept it. You know, we're not perfect. No one's perfect, but we're trying to do the best we can. And like I said, over tons of podcasts, I'm not a Vince McMahon with hundreds of billions of dollars, whatever the case is, or Tony Khan with a hundred million. I'm a guy that's been in the business, uh, made some money in the business, lost some money. I always say that I made a million, lost a million, but this is my vision, but this is my team's dream. And with that, we're going to bring to fruition. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it sounds like the attitude is there. I'm excited to see the product, pro wrestling, the way it used to be. Um, you know, uh, one thing I wanted to ask, you know, North American Wrestling Alliance is not a new company. It's a uh, relaunch of a promotion that laid dormant for many years, right? Uh, so I maybe yeah, like to have you talk about the history of the company a little bit. Sure. Let's go back. I mean. I'll tell you how the the formation started in approximately 1988, where 89 into 90, where the name NAWA started. And uh, a lot of people don't know this. And everyone says, why do you have four letters as a name of a company? And that goes back to you know, old school. If you remember back in like 89, approximately when NWA and AWA lost their TV. And I was fortunate enough to be from the East Coast and, you know, in the WWF market but i was able to be able to see nwa awa global and all the other companies the von erics down in texas and uh, when nwa and awa lost their tv and you know, the other companies were going through a lot of the national wrestling alliance and american wrestling association combined together as one as nawa and that's the history of the name itself uh Back in the days, I've always promoted on my own in the beginning, and I had an opportunity uh, back in 1990. Uh, I <clears throat> I was booked with Herb Abrams, UWS, as a worker, you know, the World you know, Universal Wrestling Federation. And uh, Herb was a great guy, you know, and uh, he had the talent, and I was able to put people in the seats, and uh I was working from as a worker, but I was always intrigued by the promoting side of it. And uh, here's this little guy that was a major powerhouse on in the front. And I sat back and I learned and I learned. And finally, we sat down and said, hey, you know, you got the talent. I got the people. Let's put it together. And that's where for about a year and a half, I co-promoted with uh, Herb Abrams and UWF. And then uh, when their demise started to take place in late 91 into 92, we were able to grab their Sports Channel America deal because they were losing a deal and uh, the executives knew who I was and what I was doing with their company. And we were able to get onto Sports Channel America. Um, it was not it was not long lived. It was not short lived. Uh, behind the scenes, there was a lot of uh, 
backstabbing, if you want to say. I mean, this is a dirty business in general. And uh, it came a point into 93 where, you know, Paul Heyman and myself were talking about doing something together. And uh, he was involved with Eastern Championship Wrestling back in uh, those days. And uh, we had done one thing together at the uh, Manhattan Center in New York City. And uh, it's just I I love Paul. Uh, I respect him, but I don't trust him. And I just decided to keep things on my own. And the next thing I knew, I ended up losing my camera crew, Taz, Dreamer, Big Guido, Little Guido, Rock or Rock. All these guys are with me for a couple of years. You know, they, you know, if you want to say jump ship, and it, it took a little bit of a toll in the company. And for a couple of years, uh, I had to take back and reflect a little bit. But then in the uh, late 90s again, in like 97, 98, we started back up with NWA again. And uh, primarily running New York, Connecticut area, like this area here. And, uh, you know, we had an iconic show uh, that started in uh, May of 2000, excuse me, May of 1999, May 20th, 1999, and that was Slam Jam. And it was our flagship show. Everybody was on that show. Bruno Sormatino was our commissioner for three and a half years. Uh, we had Sid Justice there, Jim Cornette, Tommy Rogers, King Kong Bundy, Mario Mancini, uh, the Pitbulls, Public Enemy. I mean, it was just, just to name a few. I mean, it was just like, an incredible show. And uh, I'll tell you, that was the game changer for us where that show, which is still an iconic show, and we'll be doing it in 2021 again, that separated us from a lot of the independents. And uh, what made that show over the top is that we had uh, under a mask uh, was Shane Douglas and he ended up winning the belt and taking off his mask, and it's iconic, and it's going to be coming out in the you know in uh, our digital files, which is uh, being uploaded right now, uh, where he takes the mask off as the NWA champion that night, and then has the ECW belt and on camera says, "Yo, f ECW and f Paul Heyman." I mean, that's there was heat there behind the scenes, and I knew that. That's why I was able to grab him, and uh, that's another iconic moment. So it's not just the event; it's everything that happened with the event, and. Uh, that surprise element. No one knew Shane was there. He was under a mask. Actually, had a towel on when he came to the arena. No one knew he was in a separate dress room. Uh, came out of this little tiger mask, and eventually, everyone knew who he was. And that's the type of like uh, surprise element that the fans love about my shows. You never know. And I, I said this, and it's going to happen in Jingle Ball also. You have to come see it or watch it live to be able to see that special one thing or two things that's going to take place that's not been announced you know and that's we're iconic for that yeah and and i was talking with tony t about that actually as well is that i think so many so much time today we we lose the surprise because you can't help but promote it um right you know you've got something big you want to tell everybody to come come look at it but because of that we we don't tune in every week because we don't have that big surprise like you were saying and and it is something that's missing today kid going to the sunny you know famous sunnyside gardens in queens new york and watching the wwf on tour not in madison square garden but the small arenas their house shows and there's one particular night i'll never forget it and uh this is where i knew like it was a match with chief J. strongbow and I, I i forget who it was he was fighting but they took his uh his uh, feathered uh uh hairpiece headpiece and uh, he was tied up on the ropes, and they were cutting his thing, and he's there crying in the ring. And here I am, a little kid at ringside, and that was the moment where I'm like, no, I got to become this, you know, work out, become this big guy, this and that, because, you know, it was like the chief needed 
help. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That was like the for formation when I was a little kid, you know. And uh, honored to say afterwards, uh, Chief J. Strongwell, God rest his soul, was the first person to book me in WWF, that the doors were open through Mario Mancini. Uh, great guy, great agent, and uh, loved him to death. But uh, it was that moment, like at uh, Sunnyside Gardens, that got me into wrestling full time. And, you know, my original, original trainer that got me out of a gym when the industry was quote unquote closed, they didn't let people in, uh, was SD Jones. You know, I mean, he was a neighborhood guy in my area. I was working at a place called Metrofit in Pelamana, New York, and uh, came up to me one day. I was doing leg presses, the whole rack, and he's like, uh, hey, kid, do you like wrestling? And here it is, one of my guys I watch on TV. I'm like, of course. And he's like, uh, meet me on Astor Avenue in the Bronx, you know, on a Saturday morning, 9 o'clock. Enough, we got into my, uh, my truck back then and went down to Brooklyn, and the rest is history. You know, back in the day, there was two camps. There was... Uh, Johnny Rods, and then there was another Gleason's camp right down the block. And I was in one class with, like, uh, uh, Tiger Khan, who was back there in those days, and uh, Big Guido from ECW, Mike, uh, Brian Donahue, the, uh, the uh, football player. And then down the block was, like, Taz and Dreamer and uh, Big Sally. You know, they were, we all came out of, like, the same group, if you want to say, at different times, you know, within a matter of uh, weeks or months from each other. And, uh, you know, that, that was, like, you know, Great moments, man. I mean, you, you you can't buy those moments. You can't. No, no, certainly not. And so I want to talk about 2020. And this is a this is a horrible year for a lot of people. Um, and we're all in desperate need of of entertainment. So thank you so much for you know providing more of it. My question though is, what made this time amongst all these challenges? What made this time? The right time for you to re-enter the market with the with NAWA. I would have started back. I mean, to be honest, with you, it's, it was a year and a half. It's almost two years ago. Uh, in uh, 2017, uh, long story short, I ended up catching. Uh, I got frostbite from a uh, shoot job. I was the executive director and commissioner for the city of Mount Vernon. Uh, water department and uh, caught frostbite. Long story short, ended up losing my leg below the knee. I'm a blow knee amputee uh, that I walk with a prosthetic right now. And uh, yeah, I was down in like a real depressed state over the last couple of years. And uh, back in the days, Bobcat, Cindy Snow, who was married to Al Snow, you know, gave me a call one day and she's like, What's going on? And you know, I was in this deep, dark point. And she's like, No, you got so much to give. You were like such a great promoter one of the oldest promoters that are like respected because of the tradition. And she's like, you know, excuse my expression, get your ass up, get those tapes out there and let's do it again. And I didn't want it. I didn't want it. I was just in that depressed state, you know, just losing my leg and everything else. And you know, after a week of her calling me back and forth, uh, I finally said, okay, you know, let's try this. And uh, start assembling the team, you know, where, where we're at today. And uh, it was it's Cindy Snow, you know, Robert Champion, who was our president for, God, the last 30 years. <clears throat> Behind the scenes, we have Big Primo, you know, from ECW. Uh, Sal Graziano from ECW is behind the scenes with us also. <clears throat> she was, excuse me. Among, like, a lot of other people. And uh, they just started reaching out one by one, one by one. And we started the formation. And we were supposed to start running early 2020, as everyone's aware. You know, and then the pandemics happened. And I refused, refused to do a show without an audience. To me, that is not wrestling. And uh, if I had to go to Daytona without uh, 
people in the audience, it would not take place. I would close it down right now. Uh, it's wrestling is not the same with and they try to have those little monitors. It's not the same. It's not the same reaction. So the pandemic actually helped us out because it got us more organized, to be honest with you, in the last you know six, eight months uh, behind the scenes. And uh, when I had this deal with Fight TV and we were talking about different locations because New York State was totally closed down, which is still closed down as of today in regards to live wrestling, boxing, MMA events with the State Athletic Commission, uh, the owner of Fight TV recommended a couple of different locations in the United States that were, let's say, pandemic lenient, if you want to say. And uh, the state of Florida was one of them. So we just started looking around and uh, with their assistance and everything else, we landed at the Ocean Center in Daytona Beach. And uh, the rest is history from there. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's a 9,000 uh, seat arena and we're allowed approximately uh, 27, 2,600 people right now. And um, that's good enough. That's good enough as a start. You know what I'm saying? It's sure. not zero. You know, so yeah. we're moving forward with it. Uh, we had a very, very big sponsor come on board who wants to be named anonymous that we're going to be down in Daytona next week, uh, giving away back to the community. You know, I mean, uh, they bought a huge block of tickets. And, uh, you know, you can't always believe the hype that you see in the public. You know, you got to know what's happening behind the scenes. So whatever whatever's out there. I don't listen to this and that. I know. And if anyone wants to know, you call me directly. I, you know, my phone is open 24 seven and uh, yeah. So that's how it came about to be. And now, like I said, it's December 19th, which is I think 10 days away, 11 days away. Uh, Jingle Brawl, Daytona Beach, Florida uh, at the ocean center, live on fight. Um, you know, and then we're parlaying right after that. Cause they all, you know, they thought we were like a one hit wonder again. You know, so we parlayed into the old Crockett territory, in Raleigh, North Carolina. And we're coming out with our uh, next uh, next major event, which is February 13th, No Remorse. And that's at the Dorton Arena in Raleigh, North Carolina. And we're about to announce later on today, uh, March 21st. And it's going to be called Glorified. That's going to be also at the Dorton Arena. So we're moving on. And there's other stuff happening through Milwaukee and Las Vegas and certain other parts of the U.S. that people are going to start seeing. Uh, we're not debuting everything one time. Uh, we're just letting the... Uh, the let them think what's going on, but we know behind the scenes what's happening. We don't need to put a full schedule out there. We're building up that anticipation, and uh, I, we're getting great response behind the teams. And we do have creative wise, company wise, talent wise, a great organization. And uh, if I could just parlay one more thing, we're doing a lot with uh, different countries, literally like an international <coughs> organization. Uh, we're doing stuff with uh, American Wrestling Academy, Alberta Wrestling Academy up in Canada. They're in the Alberta area. And we're doing stuff with CCW, which is based out of Florida, but they're very, very big in the uh, Chile market, uh, Brazil market, Venezuela market, you know, in regards to Dominican Republic also. We have something that's about to take place in tour in 2022 in Australia. So there's a lot going on right now and also in Europe. So, um, it's just going to take time. You know, it's not going to be done overnight. Rome wasn't built in a day and uh, our comeback's not going to be built in a day, but we're here, you know, we're starting back with a vengeance, 2020, 2021, and we're continuing from there. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to mention no remorse on February 13th. I saw that announcement. So it was nice to see that second show. I think that gives people, uh, you know, they, they look at it and they, they look at it as more than no one, one hit wonder. Like you said, I think that was really important for you, for you guys to establish. So, 
Um, the Battle Royal you mentioned that's going to main event the, the show. Um, that is that is the Hercules Cup is what we're is what that's called, right? Or is that? It's, it's actually. I mean, we announced it originally as the Hercules Cup, but it's basically uh, it's a tribute to the Hernandez's family and to Ray, our mm -hmm. first NAWA champion. So uh, we just want to give a special tribute to him because without him. In the beginning, we would not be here because there could have been other players per se, but it was him that put it over the top. You know, sure. so uh, with that, a lot of respect for the family, uh, the kids and grandkids, and Debbie has been phenomenal. And uh, I just, uh, in his memory, want to do something for him. So we have a custom belt that was made uh, with his pictures on it, uh, with the NAWA shirt and everything on it, which will be debuted uh, at Daytona Beach and. Uh, a lot of stuff behind the scenes, it's personal. It's not just business of wrestling. Uh, the whole thing with, uh, you know, Bruiser Brody, that's personal. There's personal connections to the show, uh, you know, more than just <clears throat> what's out there in the public. Uh, that's why I think we're a little bit different company. Uh, we kayfabe, but we don't kayfabe like other people do. It's, it's just behind the scenes, even in regards to our titles for the events, you know, Jingle Brawl, No Remorse, Glorified. There's always meanings behind it. We just don't pick a number out of the hat and say, hey, let's just call it this. No, there's something that happened behind the scenes with our company that the names mean something, you know, and we're just moving forward. We're just moving forward. Yeah, and now, so you, early, earlier in the in the segment here, you talked about a lot of people that we would know and some people that we, we don't know necessarily going in that are maybe new names to people. Um, I asked Tony T this question. I want to ask you this question. There are people that we don't know um, that we just don't know in terms of uh, they don't have exposure to like a national market. Are, are there people like that on this card that at the end of the night you think we're going to be looking at and saying, oh my gosh, wow, how have I missed this person all this time? Are there people that you want to put in that character category and tell people to watch for? I'll be honest with you, I, I won't announce names per se, uh -huh. but yeah, 2,000% uh, absolutely. You're going to go in there saying, like, for example, who's this tag or who's this single competition person in the Battle Royal, but I guarantee it by the time the night's over, you'll know who that wrestler is and you'll start looking up his or her background. And you'll be like, wow, why isn't this person been out there? See, that's one thing that we're a little bit unique about. I look for the what I always say, the best of the best on the independent circuit. You know, a lot of times it's just by political contacts or family contacts to get into the business and, you know, like this whole big marketing thing. But I'm out there actually searching the best of the best that's out there independent. And uh, I, we found a couple, you know, great independent guys that I just – I. Uh, I sit back and like, why did these guys get picked up? I mean, it's right. just like, doesn't make sense to me how or why they have not gotten picked up, you know? So, yeah, I won't announce names, but by the end of the night and uh, probably when Tony T gets back out on the 22nd, he'll be, you know, with his his mouth will be dropped like, really? I didn't know this was happening because I've been uh, keeping him in the dark, and I think that's great with the excitement as a uh, color commentator. Excuse me, he's a play-by-play -play guy. Our color commentator is Tony DeVito from ECW. And if Tony, anyone knows Tony, he's a great, he's a great comedian, if you want to say. So he's going to be a, a great uh, connection with Tony. You know, we're going to call him the TNT connection. You know, they're great guys, you know, both of them. And I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing their, uh, their stuff in action. Well, this, I mean, everything is, is very exciting. And 
I want to, um, I have a, I don't know if it's your most, most recent promotional graphic, but I'll bring it up just to people watching on video. December 19th at the Daytona Beach Ocean Center or on Fight TV, you can catch Jingle Brawl and you should. You've heard uh, Tony talk about why and all the, the great surprises um, that are coming. So tune in. Tony, thank you so much. Uh, it's been my pleasure. The door's always open with you guys. You guys have been phenomenal. Consider yourself part of our family. And thank you for having us on. I do appreciate your support. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. And, and folks listening and watching at home, we will catch you tomorrow with another episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show. Thank For myself, for Tony, for Al Carl, who was on in the beginning, thank you very much. Uh, see you tomorrow. <laughs>